Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Dan Gorman. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or are just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. Awesome. So let's now talk about the new entrepreneurial endeavors that you've been gone since your episode last aired. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here again, Ben. Dan, please introduce yourself to our listeners once again and preview your story without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey and its recent news updates. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you summarized my business quite elegantly there. Basically, I run a company called Connects Cloud. And what we do is Salesforce implementations and any other CRM system, we will link different data platforms within a company to each other and then create visualizations, whether that's report or otherwise, and we'll give those to management or, you know, end users like a a sales rep to kind of predict revenue, to look at business processes or really anything operationally related, we can find ways to track and report on and also automate processes to make things quicker and more efficient for teams. Thank you for your introduction. And I think it's a great time to get started on each episode with a new guest. My guest and I go through the big five, which is the same series of five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. For Rewind the Clock episodes, we will have a big five of its own. You ready to go? I am. Yep. Awesome. So let's now talk about the new entrepreneurial endeavors that you've been gone since your episode last aired. For sure. So um, since the last time we spoke... I've, I've made my first full-time hire, which is kind of huge for me. Um, and, and this is actually super recently. So literally it's been one full week now of, of having this hire. And it's been something that's been on my mind. I think literally since the last time we spoke, I think you asked me like what my goals of the future was. And I said like making a hire and, and it took, you know, a long long time, probably a whole year to make that happen. Um, just because a, a lot of reasons, the main one being that it's really hard to get somebody that, you know, you can trust to do work, especially, you know, in a remote setting. And when I have a client facing position, you know, you yep. just want somebody who's going to be really kind of represent your business the way that you would represent it. And then two would be, I needed to ensure that I had enough work that this person would be able to 
fill a full day doing work for me because in the past I'd hired contractors to do one thing or another thing for me. And while that got the job done, when hiring contractors on just a one-off basis, you really, you're not prioritized for them. And, and you really shouldn't expect to be because, you know, yeah. they're out there, they have their own business that they're trying to run. They're doing things for themselves. So your project is just another project for them. And, I, and I've kind of realized that and had some not great experience hiring different contractors and one-off projects. So I decided to just take the plunge and have somebody full-time. So at least I could know that at any time during the day, if I had something to do, it would be prioritized for this person. And I guess the, the downside to that would be that I'm paying this person whether they have work to do or not. So it kind of, you know, gave me a fire to get more business so that I have work for this person to do at all times. Therefore, they're making me money. Mm-hmm. I'm making them money and everyone's happy. Well, you have to look at the employee you hire as an investment. You're investing time and plentiful resources trying to get them to produce the same work that you do. But Describe one of those bad experiences that you had to relate to our listeners where you said, this is the last straw. I'm going to actually make that plunge. Yeah. I mean, there, there were several, I guess one, the, the last one I can actually tell you exactly what it was is I hired somebody to go in and essentially like the project was to create like a hundred, we, we call them fields, but they're, ba- they're essentially like data points. So like, it's just, we create records where we kind of house data, but we have to name each line of data something. So you can imagine like what would be the title of like a header of an Excel column. And basically it was just like to create like 150 of these in the system. And it it was kind of set up that we couldn't do it in bulk. So it had to be done one by one. So I just, you know, I went on Upwork and I hired someone to, to do it. And, you know, it was, it wasn't that much money that I had to pay, but it was just like, you know what, this is something that's going to take me an hour and I don't feel like doing it. It's my time could be better spent. So I had him do it and he created all the fields, but there was like a bunch of spelling errors. There was a bunch of like things that were not capitalized where they should have been. And just like overall, like pretty sloppy work. And then when I went to my client and I was like showing them this, it was like a couple things like, that were blatantly obvious that like should have been capitalized that weren't. So then I had to make comments like, Oh, well I'll go back and fix that. And you know, things that were like that I realized were not spelled correctly, which, uh, you know, thank God, I don't think the client realized at the time, but I'm just, you know, sweating as I'm, <laughs> as I'm doing this presentation, like what the hell am I showing right here? And, uh, it was at that point I was just like, this is, you know, it's just not worth it. The, the risk is too great. It's a great learning experience for our listeners. Thank you for sharing that. But let's look a little more present now. What new entrepreneurial endeavors have you begun since your episode last aired during season one? Yeah, so I guess maybe this will be a good time to talk about the music. It's not really an entrepreneurial endeavor. I mean, it is. I haven't made any money from it yet. So that's, it's, you know, that hopefully will happen one day. But um, it's it's something that I've been doing that uh, has been on my mind literally, literally for years. Yeah, well, you've, you've gotten a lot more serious about it. When we last spoke, like I said, you were in bands. Describe what's been behind the scenes for you making some of these new songs. Yeah, for sure. So, so like, my whole life, I've really been, like, obsessed with writing music and, and making, making music. And um, in the past couple of years, it's been, there's been none of that. And, and there's, the reason why is because I kind of made up this obstacle in my mind that, like, I didn't know how to produce music properly. So that's, like literally, you know, the recording process, the mixing process, like I had never done that before. And I'd always relied on other people to do it kind of for me. And in, in my head, it was for the past literally five years, it's been like, oh, well, I want to learn how to do that. But I can't release music to the world because like, I'm not good enough 
at the mixing and producing aspect. So like, it's not worth doing it at all because I can't do it at the, at the quality that I want to. And then I'd say like this year, 2020, like when um, the new year came for literally again, the fifth year in a row, kind of like my one new year's resolution was like, I need to start putting out music again because it's just, it's, it's been something that I've always known. It's like, this will, generally lead to better well-being and, and I know that you've been really into the the mental health aspect of, of business and things these days and like for me like that's that's number one is like if I'm writing music I feel better if I'm not writing music I feel like I have static in my head like just like mud that I have to get through and in you know making music playing music I feel like I get all of that out. And then I'd also say that the last piece of that is actually the releasing music to the world. And I don't fully understand why that aspect matters, but I do know that like in the past five years, I had been writing music. I had been, you know, messing around on my guitar, playing songs, whatever, but there's something about actually releasing it to the world and overcoming that hurdle of saying like, this is something that I created. This is me where it, it's such a, it's like so scary and it shouldn't be like, obviously like, there's nothing that should be scary about it. However, like the way that my body reacts is like, Oh my God, like this is such a, a song that's so emotional, share so much of who I am. Like, you know, you, you feel kind of naked releasing it, but then like something happens when you do, even by the way, when almost nobody listens to it, yeah. the fact that it's out in the world and it's a representation of me and it's something that I made that comes from literally the, the deepest part of my soul. Like it does something really magical for my mental health. I love that. And you talked to good points with the mental health, some sneak peeks from my newest book, Mr. Lance, who talks mental health for everybody listening, creativity and creative expression. That is a huge mental health boost. And you found time for music. I'm very passionate about, and I try to enforce a mental health day each week. At times we get so busy, especially now we're rolling on all cylinders, trying to grind as entrepreneurs, trying to make it happen we can forget and lose track of taking care of ourselves, the self-care and giving ourselves a day to just do something that we absolutely love. We enjoy a day where we're turned off from everything and you get back to work in the morning. Absolutely. Dan, it's awesome to see how much you're up to, but I think this next question will help the listeners immensely as we are all in this together. Let's talk about how COVID-19 has affected your entrepreneurial endeavors. And let's first start with the endeavor that you gave our listeners on the first episode you joined the show on. Yeah, so it was obviously pretty pretty scary and terrible at first. So, you know, the month of the month of March really was when things kind of hit the fan. Yeah. And then in the month of April, two my two biggest clients basically one of them completely fired me and the other one reduced my hours to like basically, you know, from I don't remember the exact number, but say like 40 hours a month to like five hours a month. So I lost a lot of, a lot of revenue. And I, I pretty much came to the conclusion that like this, you know, again, this is my mind playing tricks on me. Like you're so, you're so stupid for even thinking that you could do this. Like, you know, just ha- if you, if I just had a full-time job, like, you know, everyone else I knew, you're just working from home, collecting the exact same paycheck, doing less work and just like loving life or I'm here literally like going broke. And it was like very scary for, luckily only like one month um which was that that month of april and then starting the month of may i landed another client which is now my biggest client and and the and the client who reduced my hours massively 
everything got sorted out, their budget got like, you know, reaffirmed and, and things went back to normal. In fact, they went, you know, it went crazy. I'd wait, I went from being underworked to overworked, which seems to like happen, you know, every single month since I've, since I've started my own business. It's like, it's just, am, am I afraid of going broke or am I afraid of having too much work? It's like, you know, the balance is the hardest part, but yeah, COVID was, was tough for me. Um, but luckily it was just for a couple of weeks there that it was scary and then everything kind of went back to normal. Yeah, I can definitely relate. You know, everybody around you is making their normal money sitting home when we're still working. Many of us, more hours. I mean, nine to five jobs are eight hours. I certainly put in more than eight hours every day, unfortunately. But that was great advice, Dan. Let's piggyback off that question. What was the best piece of advice you were ever given? And who is it from? The best piece of advice I was ever given. Um, you know, it's funny because... I don't, I don't, I've been given a lot of really great advice, but like the, the, what comes to mind is like when I, when I was younger and playing sports, like my dad would always just tell me to shoot like, and, and I, and it came from like, he would tell me the, I think the Wayne Gretzky quote where it's like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you take. Um, and, and he would just like always say that over and over again, because I think I had a tendency to just like be kind of afraid to, to miss essentially. Right. It was like, that was always my thing is like, I was pretty good at, you know, at the time it was basketball and the cross. Like I was pretty good at both of these sports, but like I wasn't the best. And the reason why was really because I was kind of shy and I didn't ever put myself out there quite enough to just like take a hundred shots, you know? And um, he would say that over and over and over again until it finally, you know, really embedded itself in my brain. And I started to approach life in that way always where it's just like, you can always just take a shot. And the worst thing that happens is you miss, but it's just, if you don't take it, you obviously automatically miss. So so that I think has been really helpful to me. I agree. You have to step outside your comfort zone at times. If I try to set 20 meetings, that the numbers rule where I hear back from a handful of them and maybe get one or two meetings. If I didn't take all those shots, I wouldn't have landed the meetings. But as entrepreneurs, we're obviously all constantly learning. If you could recommend one book to our community of entrepreneurs, which book would it be? Who's the author? And describe it a little bit. This book is called Awareness, and it's by an author named Anthony DeMello. And it's not by any means a business book, but it's been like a super helpful book to me. And the first book I can even remember that I immediately, when ending the book, I just started it again and started, started rereading it because I was like, oh, I need that really? again. Yeah, and I honestly think that it'll be one that like I've just read not be reading it or at least not in the next couple of years like you know every morning i'll wake up and i'll just read a chapter because the chapters are so short and essentially like you know it's it's a bad title awareness like you think it was just like another book about about meditation but it's it's really so much more than that it's about um you know how to experience your emotions in a way that you're not so attached to them and to understand that like the the true nature of your soul is one that is kind of unencumbered by whatever is being experienced in the mind or, or the body. And if you can just, you know, see any experience as, as something that can be known, it, it will be known and then it will, it will go away. Um, and the, the whole book is just these, a lot of short metaphors that are just like, so they just hit home every time you'll, you'll just read a chapter again, like I'll start my day, just read a chapter. And it's just like the mindset shift that will happen for me is, is just like, so immense. Um, and I really just recommend that anybody. I love that. That's a great choice. I'm 
probably going to check that out, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Should. I, I like quick reads. Um, otherwise, I set a goal for myself every morning now, 30 minutes on my little alarm clock on my phone because I wasn't holding myself accountable for reading because I've been, so mm-hmm. been getting so busy with all my things that I'm involved in where it wasn't taking precedent. And now I had to get back on that. But Dan, normally it would be time for the spotlight story. Instead, on Rewind the Clock episodes, I want to give my guests the opportunity to shout out and bring light to another entrepreneur's endeavors, someone else who is grinding and making noise. Who do you want to give some love to? Uh, For sure. Um, I guess I would like to give some love to my brother, Mike Gorman. Um, I know he's been on your show as well, so hopefully your listeners are familiar. But he is a videographer, um, and he he does actually a whole lot more than that. But he's been like a huge inspiration to me just because you know, especially on the, on the music side, because like with his, with his video career, he, he kind of started late. I mean, not actually late, but what we would think of as late, you know, post 25. And it was yeah. the first time he ever picked up, picked up a camera. And with, within literally two years, he went from being a, like anybody else who picked up a camera to being somebody who could make a movie that like visually looks like the best movies out. And like, it, it was just it's just really cool to see and he's doing, you know, a lot of wedding videography and other things and definitely check out the brothers Gorman is the name of his company and they do some really awesome stuff. Yeah. You guys got unconditional love because he actually nominated you as well when I had him on. The <laughs> really? clock episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good no stuff way. right there. Would you mind please sharing your professional social media, the website ways for our listeners to request your services or follow your endeavors? Yeah, for sure. So, so on the business side, my, my website is connectscloud.co. So that's C-O-N-N-E-X-C-L-O-U-D.co. And, um, you can reach out to me, Dan at connectscloud.co. And then, um, Instagram is Mangordon, M-A-N-G-O-R-D-A-N. And that's where, you know, I try to push my, push my music out. Like it's, it's on Spotify and everything else, but that's kind of where I, announce what's coming out and also some my personal life. So definitely follow me there. Yeah. Be sure to check out his social media and website. There's a lot of great stuff there and he's building more and more value as time goes on. I'm extremely proud to be his friend. It is social media time for the show and we are on whichever platform you like to use on LinkedIn. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on Facebook and Instagram. Is that your favorite morning podcast? And on Twitter, it's podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from all of you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all are on my website now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from the one and only Steve Jobs. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.